Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live and it's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. Amen. Thank you, Jordan. And good morning, church. Good to see you today. I love church. I love this time we have together. Uh, I'd like it if you go ahead and get your Bibles, get them open up to the book of James, James chapter 3, verse number 3. Uh, we're going to read through a passage there, plus a couple of other passages. Going to have a little bit of fun in God's Word today. Boy, uh, do you guys, do you guys enjoy the, the little rain we got here on Friday morning? Yeah, it was, it was actually this deluge of rain, just came all at once. That's always, that's kind of how it happens with us in Texas. It's just like, bam, and, and then it quits. But, uh, but it was funny because I came in that morning and was, was getting ready for the, you know, just, just getting ready for the day. And, and just as I was coming in, I mean, the, the rain just was like crazy. And, uh, and so I, I, I parked in, on, in the street and the street became like a river right over here. It's just water just cascading down, going over the curbs and everything. Just, it's, it's kind of fun. It just it's like goes from dry to, to rivers. That's what we call flash flooding around here. But it was, it was all happening. The lightning was, was going on and everything. And, and, uh, and as it always happens around here, and this is something you get to experience around here in, in downtown, is the, there was a, uh, there was, there was just like constant um, first responder action. And the way I know that is because Fort Worth's fire department, fire station number two, sits one block away from us here, right next door to our office building. So, so the, 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 every, like, Every five minutes, you just hear these sirens racing by, and it, and and it. Th- this went on for a couple of hours. Like, of course, they respond to so many situations, fender benders or whatever, and they're, they're out running around, and and so you kind of get to this point, like on days like that, you just tune it out. You just tune it out, and and I didn't wasn't really paying too much attention, but but man, there was this, there was this, like a little after ten o'clock, there was just constant, constant noise. I'm like, man, how many people are going to keep crashing their cars and the storm's already stopped? And and uh, I'm just sitting there in the office and, and all of a sudden I'm just like, something's burning. I'm like, no, something's on fire. It wasn't like something's burning. Something's on fire. Fire, and and I, I I was like, is, is it here in the building? I don't know. And I I turned around and looked out my office windows, and there was like fog, but it wasn't fog. It was fog outside between the, the office where our offices are across the street, and I just saw this fog between the offices and the City Life building. And all I knew is that I'm thinking our building is on fire. <laughs> I, I I just jo- bolted out of the office and going running out out into the street and just immediately you could smell it. It was ugly and just going through like, and I got over to the, to the building here, the City Life building and well, the building wasn't on fire and, and, and I, I just started looking around, where's it coming from? Well, it's, I think it's coming from over there. So I went over and looked across the street and sure enough, Firestone Apartments were on fire and, uh, and, and I mean, they were on fire and that's where all the fire engines were. I'm like, well, no wonder there was so much noise out here and I went over there and looked and, and just within being outside for maybe 45 seconds, my, my, I started tasting smoke. I just want to let you know, smoke from a burning building doesn't taste good. I, I don't know, though, you know, some of you may smoke, you know, I, I don't, I guess maybe that tastes good, but, but 
I don't know. But, but that didn't taste good. It was like, <laughs> it was just terrible. And then I started, felt, felt it get into my lungs and starting to cough. And, and, and I just wanted to check things out. Man, I, I'm, getting back, I'm getting back indoors <laughs> where I can get away from the stink. So I went back inside. And, and, uh, and, and then I, I was thinking, well, Firestone Apartments, well, we have people from our church who live over there. Uh, so, so I'm starting to text people like, uh, hey, uh, just, are you at home today? Uh, how's it going? Do you feel any like extra heat? Did, I, I don't, I'm just kind of letting people know that I don't know whether they're there or not or at work and whatever. And, and uh, Michael and Glory, you guys, I, I was texting you guys that morning too. And, and then about 30 minutes later, I was like, what? What? Is there a fire? I'm like, yeah, your apartment building is on fire. But actually, unfortunately, it wasn't your building. It was the one right next to it. But it was a crazy morning. And, and all that day, all that day, I kept coughing. I kept coughing. And I would have to tell people when I was around them, <coughs> I'm like, <coughs> and I'm still a little bit today, I, I, would, I would have to tell people, like, I don't have COVID. I could, because any, you know how it is. Anytime if you're like, go, <coughs> people run away from you. They, they do. They just, they just run away. And, and it's like, <coughs> I was coughing. I, I, I would tell people, wherever I went, I don't have COVID. I was breathing smoke today, but I don't smoke. And so I just, it just kind of got more, more complicated. And, and, and I was, you know, one time a person said, you smell like you were at a campfire today. And I'm like, no, it wasn't a campfire. It was, uh, it was a building fire, but, but just, just forget it. I wasn't like hanging out at the building fire. But here's what's, here's what's interesting. Sometimes in life, you can go through and you can experience something that just throws your day off, kind of like that. And you may be carrying around with you the symptoms of what you actually had to walk through. Like I was carrying with me the cough. I was carrying with me the smell of smoke on my clothes and on my body and in my hair. And I, I carried that with me, even though I came out just fine. I'm still carrying that with me. And some of you, you, got, you, you are carrying something with you because of the season you're in, what you just walked through, what you've just passed through. And I want to bring you some encouragement today before I jump into this sermon. God wants to, God is saying to you, I don't really care what you might be feeling like, or what, he does care, but, but I don't really care about all of that external stuff about what's on you. Know that you have come through the fire already. Know that you have made it through, and even let all that stuff be a testimony that you're okay, and God is with you, and God is on your side. Some of you, you're walking through some stuff, and, and you feel it all around you. It's like, it, it's just time to say, Sure. Sure, that's all there. But I'm not going to let that dictate my future. So I, I didn't cancel any meetings or anything. And now you know, I actually had lunch with you. And I, you're one of the people I had to apologize to. It's like, I keep coughing here. <laughs> and I smell like smoke. But, but, uh, but that is a, one of the wonderful things that, uh, that, that we can even do. It's a testimony. It's a testimony that you have made it through and you're continuing to move forward, and I want to encourage you in that. Well, while you're getting your Bibles open, I'm starting a brand new series of messages. This one's going to be kind of interesting because I'm doing, uh, I'm doing these messages a little bit scattered out over the next couple of months, but it's a little series called Wielding Your Words. Wielding Your Words. And today's message is entitled Words That Win. So do you guys just hate it when your mouth is out of control? Don't you hate it? 
<laughs> Have any of you ever dealt with that? Your mouth is out of control. Yeah. Okay, good. This sermon is just for that one person right there. Yeah, I'm so glad you came today. Everyone else in here, you can step up, walk out. No, don't you, don't you dare leave because y'all are all the liars. You're telling the truth. So we're going to do a sermon for lying first and then we're going to get into it. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to answer the altar call for lying. Oh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Having fun with you guys. But... Uh, don't you hate it when something happens and you're going, oh, I want to take all those back and you can't. The words are out there. We all, every one of us, wish we could tame our tongues just a little more than where we are right now. So today I'm going to take this topic and I'm going to begin to seize it for you. And uh, again, before the end of the year, we'll, I'll deliver four messages coming really at this from very different angles about addressing really the power of our words. And I, I think also be, just because of the unique season that we're in, we're seeing a releasing of words from people like, I'm seeing it like I've never had before. And, and, and it's a testing time for us regarding how we're going to use our words. And I think this is a season where we need to be working on our words like never before. Because in, in, in our reality, the pressure is on. And the question I've got to ask you is, are you going to use your words to bring life or death? Are you going to use your words to bring blessing or cursing? And that's really what this whole series is about. I'm asking you today to begin to take ownership of your mouth. So this series of messages is really a wake-up call. This is, this is a new challenge to you. And I think, I really believe this new season that we're in demands this of every one of us, that we pause and we think about what we're saying and doing. And, and, but here's the deal. I absolutely refuse to fade into oblivion during this weird season that we're in. I, I, in fact, I want my words to not, to not be words that are going to cause damage or harm, but I want my words to bring life and to bring encouragement and to take others to a higher level and to even let God use them in my own personal life. I want that for you too. Now, this last year, my sons gave me a sword and it's supposed to be right here, but it's not. But uh, it's, somebody's bringing it up to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was my sword. No, I don't want that. I don't want that either. This is, <laughs> this is my sword. You guys, you guys like this? It's not your sword. It's not, and nobody gets to play with this after church, all right? Some of you are already thinking, I'm going to go play with it after church. No, you don't get to. You're going to have to deal with me first, okay? Now, but I love this sword. I mean, I love the weight of it. I love how it feels in my hand. And I love the fact that no one is up too close to me today because, because it could cause some damage because I don't really know how to use a sword very well. Uh, I used to play sword fights with my friends as a kid, and, uh, but we would just pick up sticks. We'd get sticks and we'd beat the sticks until they were just, they were like pulp and then we would get a new stick. Uh, but I love this sword. But if you're going to wield a sword, you want to be able to use it correctly. Because the truth is a sword can bring damage or a sword can bring blessing. You can use this sword. If you're, if you're stuck somewhere, you can use it as a machete and chop off some stuff and make it through a, make it through a, a you know, a, a, a jungle. You can use it to, to capture prey, you know, if you're hungry. But it can also be used to damage. It can be used to hurt. It can be used to harm. And, uh, I want to say this, your words, 
They are like a sword. In fact, it's interesting because the Bible says, the, the scriptures say that the word of God is like a sword. It is a sword of the spirit. Scriptures talk about Jesus coming back with a sword coming out of his mouth. So, so we see that our words really are like a sword. And you actually get to choose. Are you going to be constructive with that sword, your words? Or are you going to be destructive with it? And that's my big challenge to you today. Which one are you going to take? Now Jesus, he delivered this really potent sermon. And we find it in Matthew chapter 12, 12 verse 33. <clears throat> and uh, what was happening in that setting is there were these uh, envious religious leaders. And they had seen Jesus just cast a demon out of this, this man. This man was, uh, was both mute and he was blind, so he couldn't speak, he couldn't see. And Jesus cast this demon out. The demon left him and immediately the man could see and he could speak again. I mean, it was a miracle from God. It was an amazing, amazing moment. People were there just praising God and saying, wow, Jesus, you're a miracle worker. This is wonderful. Well, the religious leaders got upset. Uh, they got upset because Jesus was getting more attention than them. They, they couldn't perform miracles and uh, the power of God was not on their lives, even though they were religious people, uh, but it was on Jesus. And so Jesus, because he was getting more attention, the religious leaders got upset. And so what they did, because of what was in their hearts, what's in their hearts came out of their mouths and they started firing back at Jesus in that very setting. And they began to say some ugly words. I mean, hateful words. They began to say that Jesus was using the power of witchcraft, that he was summoning Satan to cast these demons out. They were using their words incorrectly to bring damage. All because of what was in the heart. So what Jesus did is he fired back with this sermon. And there's a little portion of this sermon that I want to share with you today. It's in Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. And, and take a look at this because this actually applies to us directly today. But understand, he was dealing with some people who were just lashing out at him with their words. And he's teaching us a lesson too. Matthew 12, 33, he said, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. Now he's not really talking about trees here. He's talking about people. Do you understand that? Now he says to these guys, you brood of vipers. Okay, just, just understand something here. It misses a little bit in the translation. Yeah, he called them a brood of vipers, but that literally would have meant to them, you sons of hell, sons of Satan. Oh yeah, Jesus called them sons of Satan. So he said, you sons of Satan, you brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? Okay, this is good right here. Get this. If you don't get anything else today, get this right here. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Now he goes on to explain it. He says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings up the evil things from the evil that is stored up in him. But I tell you, and he's telling us today also, that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. Some of you right there, you're saying, that's it, it's over. No, hold on. <clears throat> Got to get to the end of the sermon. But here it is. This is still truth. For by your words, you will be acquitted and by your words, 
you will be condemned. So what is it that we can learn from Jesus' statement here? Well, it's, it's really this. If you're good, then good things are going to come out of your mouth. Um, what's in your heart actually manifests itself in your words eventually, at some point. He, he's also saying other people will be able to know what's in your heart based upon the words that you say. Yeah, so other people are going to kind of know what's going on in you because of the things that you say and that you're going to be judged by God, eventually we all will be, based upon evidence. Now, now in today's culture, there's this video culture where everyone's videoing everyone and you got to be careful with every little tiny thing you say because it's going to be captured on video and it's going to be used for you or against you possibly. Maybe not you, but if you're in the public arena, definitely, definitely. All of a sudden, like, people show you all these videos they took of you. I'm like, I didn't even know that happened. What, what just happened there? But, but it's, like there, it's like there's this recording that's going on in eternity, recording your words. And you will be held accountable by the evidence of the words that you're spoken. So I would have to say there's good reason to talk about the power of your words today because God wants you to win with your words. He doesn't want you to lose. It's not God's desire that you be put into a situation where your words condemn you. That's why God gives us this, these tools and the stuff that I'm gonna be sharing with you today so that you can break out of this. And I also wanna let you know, I firmly believe that the blood of Jesus can and will cover and forgive words that were spoken in the past and you can be set free from that. I believe that with all my heart. I, I, but the truth is I, I want you guys to be in a position where your words are actually going to acquit you at the throne of judgment. Because Jesus said that our words, your words, my words, they're like fruit. And the source is our heart, which would mean our mind or our emotions. It's our soul. So when your soul, your mind and your emotions and your will, when that begins to get out of whack, eventually it's going to start coming out of your mouth. And that's where the destruction begins because what's inside ultimately comes out. And I want you to see this progression because what we miss a lot of times when we talk about words is just we just got to control our words a little bit more. But it's so much deeper than that. Because it actually starts with what's inside, and that's what Jesus wanted to say. So there's this progression, and it starts like this. is th- th- We have these wrong or destructive thought patterns. They're happening in our thoughts. They're happening in our emotions. And then the next step that it goes to is we begin to then curse ourselves. And sometimes spoken, sometimes not spoken. But we begin to curse ourselves with our own words. I'll talk more about what that looks like here in just a second. And then it goes to the next level as we begin to curse others with our words. Ultimately, because words are not being wielded correctly, you move to then the next level of the progression, which is this, is we destroy ourselves, like the words come back and bring self-destruction, and we also destroy our relationships. So much of the issue of destroyed relationships goes back to words. I could be talking about relationships today, and I guess I kind of am, but I'm only hitting the surface. I'm not going down deep if I don't talk about words. So let's talk about words. Remember this, Satan comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. 
And it's time to stop the destruction. It's time to stop falling prey to Satan's agenda for your life, guys. A lot of times, what you're saying about yourself is even something that someone else said to you or spoke over you. See, another person at some point in time was caught into this quagmire of this progression of destruction that I just shared with you and they lashed out at you, said words to you and you are now sucked into it. And what they said about you, if you weren't able to, to, to boldly know that that is not truth, especially if it happened to you as a child, that stuff goes into you and it goes into your heart. And, and even though you didn't want to believe it, even though like you know that's really not true, you begin then to believe it. And what's worse then is you begin to start to repeat it. Do you see? That's how a strong hold is set up. Sometimes people say, well, what is a stronghold of the enemy? Where's where the enemy has a strong hold on your mind. And today, I'm talking about reversing the curse because the destructive thought patterns in your life needs to end. It's time today for your emotions to begin to be healed. It's time for you to bring healing to your relationships. It's time to eject those thought patterns patterns that were planted by hell out of your life and out of your mind and begin replacing them with truth. And I believe that today could be the beginning of something brand new for you, where it's a new era where you can now be set free and you can, you can begin to discipline your mind and your emotions and it's going to come out with the disciplining of your tongue and your relationships are going to be blessed in the end. I want to speak words that win. Don't you? I want to use my sword for good purposes. I want to wield my words appropriately. In James chapter 3, verse 3, and if you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to take a look at this because this is very powerful as well. We get this extremely colorful and very convicting description of what our words actually do. James is a master of word pictures. James, the brother of Jesus. And take a look what he says to us in James chapter 3, verse 3. He said, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Of course, we all say, of course, we know about that because we're from Fort Worth, right? Right, we all know about that. Or take ships for an example. Let's say you live on the coast. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. In other words, it does huge things. I love the word pictures he gives us. Now, he's, he's taken us, you know, from horseback riding to the, the sea, and now he's talking about a forest. Look at this. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. What does it do? Again, if wielded incorrectly... It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire. Hold on here. Do you see what he's saying? Your words can literally change the course of your life and take you into a fiery destiny in your earthly life. (laughs) And is itself set on fire by hell. So in other words, it actually originates with hell. 
it goes into your mind. It's like hell, hell's thoughts, the, just just the, the evil of the world. What other people say get into your mind, gets, comes out of your tongue, and it can take your life in a wrong direction that's going to set you on fire. Keep going. He's, he's going to talk about creation now. He says all kinds of animals and birds and reptiles and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. Didn't we just do that a minute ago? And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. That right there is like duplicity. That's craziness. Now you see it now? But of course, none of us have ever done anything like that because we only use our words to praise. Uh, come on, come on. Let's, let's, let's be real here, all right? Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. And he says, my brothers and sisters, this should not be. I like how he brings it back to my brothers and sisters. Come on, family. This shouldn't be. So let's, let's begin some change. I mean, there are several very poignant things from that passage. That's, that's, a, that's a colorful passage. See, one of the things that I see in there, though, and I want, I want you to catch this, it is not possible to completely perfect our words. It isn't. Uh, because no one who lives on the face, face of the earth is perfect. So, in a sense, you gotta, do have to understand, you've got to give yourself a little bit of a break here. But... If you don't work on it, your words are going to lead you and drive you to places you don't want to go that will ultimately be destructive in your life. You will spread hell, you will release death, and you will fuel pain because you're not wielding your words correctly and that's hurting you and you're hurting others. You're just, there's just a trail of blood wherever you go. And it's time to stop that nonsense. And I'm going to challenge you in it today. Matthew chapter 7, uh, Mark chapter 7, verse 20, Jesus said this, what comes out of the person is what defiles them. So negative and destructive words, they actually signal the condition of our hearts. But at the same time, Jesus is saying here as well, is that positive, life-giving words, they also signal the condition of your heart. So I'm going to ask you to begin to allow that kind of stuff to come out. I, I don't want you to forget what we read earlier in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. He says, the mouth speaks what it is full of. So our words, our thoughts, our musings, our, our, our ponderings will eventually come out through our mouths and hell works. See, that's what happens when you're not careful with your words, right? Oh, this is so much fun, you know, I love it. Some of you guys are scared. You're, you're afraid I'm going to hurt myself up here. I'm going to be just fine. Yeah, I'm going to be just fine. There we go. See? I'm going to stop. And, and hell, hell works really in the deepest place of our hearts. And what hell is going to do, more than anything, right up front, he is going to sow seeds of self-hate because that's where evil words actually begin. Remember, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan's agenda for your life is to destroy you and everyone around you, but he can't destroy others around you unless he can destroy you first. And so we begin to speak words and think words of self-hate. I want you to think about the words you say to yourself. I'm, I'm talking about the stuff that nobody hears, you know, when, when nobody's listening. Those dark words, please understand, they do not originate with God. 
I mean, if you talk to other people the way you talk to yourself, would you have any relationships? Probably not. Unless you've done some real good soul searching and heart surgery, but that's what the series is about. So what are you saying to yourself? What are you saying? I'm so clumsy. I'll never amount to anything. I'll never change. I'm just like my dad. I'm just like my mother. I'll never find anyone to love me. I just wish I was dead. I'm worthless. I'm such a loser. I wish I'd never been born. What happens when you say this, even internally, you are cursing and destroying yourself. And if you'll be honest with you, those things float around in your mind so much, you've got to stop them because they're not from God. They are not from God. I'm going to call it out. It's not from God. It's an attack from hell. To de- so you will destroy yourself and your words will come out and you will destroy other people. I'm saying it's time for believers. I'm, congregation, let's stop cursing and destroying ourselves. We need to end it right there. Again, the problem, though, is it originates in our hearts, in our minds, and I want you to begin to break free from all of this, break free from these word curses that you're issuing over your life. In fact, I'm going to challenge you to enter into a new season, every one of us, a new season, and it's a season of personal discipline over your private thoughts so that you really can wield your words in a way that's going to make a positive, lasting difference, not only in your own life, but in the lives of other people. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, Paul illustrates this discipline process, and he compares it to athletic discipline. I want you to listen to this. This is in 1 Corinthians 9, 24. He said, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Now he says, run in such a way, so there are different ways to run. You can run aimlessly, (laughs) or you can run in a way that has training and specificity, and you know where you're going, you're going to to do it right. In in other words, it's it's like using the sword. I can just swing the sword around, I can do all kinds of stuff, and if I don't know what I'm doing, if I've not trained myself in it, if I've not gone through some disciplined training, I can use this and do a lot of damage. But what he's saying is, run in such a way (laughs) or use your sword, wield your sword in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. That's what I'm actually calling you guys to. I'm calling us all to some strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, like a trophy. We do it to get a crown or a trophy or a reward that will last forever. In other words, the, re- the return on the reward for us being able to, to tame our tongues and to utilize that weapon correctly will have eternal benefits. So what I'm talking about today has much more to do than some positive thoughts about yourself, much more to do than even the potential of a fractured relationship. It has to do with your eternal reward. He says, therefore, I do not run like someone who's running aimlessly. I do not fight like a a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body. (laughs) But he's not saying he's beating himself up. What he's doing is he's saying, I'm disciplining myself. And I make it my slave. So you're going to put your body, your emotions, your thoughts under subjection. You are going to have take authority over yourself. You need to make yourself your slave. That's what he's saying. 
So I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So he uses athletics to help us to see that we need to put discipline. But, and, and really, if you're going to have anything valuable in life, you're going to have to engage discipline. We all know that. We've all had to do that. You had to use discipline just simply to be here today. But the discipline I'm calling you is to engage in something that's very different than diet, totally different than physical exercise. It's about disciplining your mind and your heart. Because when you can make changes there in your thought processes, then the words that are going to come out of your mouth, they they're going to be different words. They're going to be words that are wielded to bring blessing and not destruction. And it's time for you to move your life in a whole new direction. Begin to break some curses that you've even spoken in your life. Some of you need to break curses over your own life today before you leave here. You may not have even spoken it out loud, but it's been a thought. It's been something you've said, rehearsed over and over in your mind, possibly thousands of times. And if you want to cancel out the works of hell, and I know you do, then you need to consciously, in a disciplined manner, begin to do the opposite. How do you break a curse? You do the opposite of what you have been doing. How, how, how does spiritual warfare work? You do the opposite of what the problem is. I've given you some scriptures today. Everybody on your way in, you got a little card that has some scriptures, and I want you to take a look at that because this now is a personal tool. If for some reason you came in today and didn't get one, lift your hand up because an usher will bring one to you because I want every, every person to have one. Just keep your hand up until the ushers get them to you. But first of all, when you're thinking that you've blown it, here it is. The scripture my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. When you think your old self is victorious, here's what you need to confess out loud. Start saying this. Come on, keep your hands up at all right. They're bringing them to you, all right? They're, they're running around all over the place. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. Some of you need to memorize that. Put it to memory today. When you feel like you don't have enough financially, here it is. God will generously provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Stop cursing yourself financially. You need to stop cursing yourself with depression and oppression and discouragement because when you feel that way, here's the next one. Get this in you. The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed. He is a refuge in times of trouble. Some of you who have been betrayed and, and a relationship has ended. Here, this is for you. Stop beating yourself up over this. Stop saying things in your mind. Know this though. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. For those of you who think like you just can't make it one more day and you start telling yourself, you can't, you can't, you can't. The scripture says this, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. When you've crashed and burned and you started just saying things in your mind and your heart about yourself, understand this. Scripture says this, though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. You might say, but I've fallen eight. Then unless you can just say multiples of times. <laughs> that word seven right there is God's perfect number, which just means it doesn't matter. When you've missed the mark, you feel like a loser, you start telling yourself that you're a loser, the scriptures for you. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. 
when fear begins overtaking you and, and you begin condemning yourself because of fear and you're gonna, you're gonna shut down your life. No, don't do it because God says this, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give so don't be troubled or afraid. Some of you, you're feeling vulnerable. You feel like you're not gonna make it another day. You start telling yourself all this nonsense but here's what I want you to begin to tell yourself. This scripture right here, for you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. In fact, to start a process of discipline, I've just given you 10 scriptures here. Find these in your Bible, highlight them. Just put markers in where they are. Take pictures of this, individual little screenshots. Take 20 minutes and create a system for yourself to begin to see this, study this. And then I would take it a step further. Go into the Bible as you're reading and when you begin to see little things that speak the opposite of what you've been saying to yourself, you need to take those scriptures, take them out and you need to begin to study them, memorize them, mark them. Here's the deal. You've got to saturate your mind with the mind of Christ. Saturate your mind with the word of God and it will slowly but surely begin to displace the word curses that you have spoken over yourself. If you find yourself speaking something evil over yourself again and again, even use those terms. Go into a scripture uh, system that's online. Find something online. Everything's online practically today. And find the opposite of that in the word of God and begin to take that in. Stop thinking what has been spoken evil of you. Stop thinking those things like, I'm just not good enough. Just stop the nonsense. Say, you know what? You mentioned something to me on on the way into church this morning. I I saw you walking in early this morning when it was still dark. Up here early with your mom. And... uh, you were just sharing something with me and, and you said you felt like other people needed to hear what you had to say. What you didn't know is that so much of what you were saying was for my sermon. So I told your mom, I said, well, that sounds like what I'm preaching today. I said, well, I believe you heard from God. I know you're a young teen, but you heard from God. You didn't sneak into my sermon notes and get that. You don't even have access. But you know what I, I want you to do? Will you help her out? Will you get her a microphone? And <clears throat> I want you to come up here for a second. I don't even know exactly what you're going to say, but I, I, it, so, it struck me so strong. You were using your words to me, which brought blessing to me, because then I'm thinking, wow, okay, I guess I, I think I, maybe I did hear from God on what I was supposed to preach today because you validated it. Sometimes God will use a young teenager to do that. But will you just use that microphone and just say what's on your heart? So what I said is I feel like God was telling me that there's people out there in our church even that they feel like they're down and they need, they need other people to tell them. But they need, they need, y'all need to go to God for y'all's problems, not other people. Because people won't help. They'll just, some people will bring you down, and then, but God will bring you up. That's right. God and his word. And that's what I want to happen right here in this person. Thank you. You can go back. <clears throat> well, why didn't I just have her say that and I wouldn't have had to preach the whole sermon? <laughs> I'm serious, guys. 
They're, they're, because when we do begin to cash in on what God's already given to us, instead of the nonsense that's coming into our heart and from the enemy through other people, we begin to set up a new progression. Here's what the new progression looks like, which is counter to what I shared earlier. We get these right and constructive thought patterns going in our lives. From there, we begin to bless ourselves with words. And that's what, that's what I was talking to you about, about getting these scriptures in you. That's where this, these first two steps happen. Well, then what flows out of that is we begin to bless others with our words. We wield the sword in a positive way to help other people. Then it goes a step further. Because when this is happening, then we build ourselves up. We actually get built up. It originates with God and his word and those right thought patterns that come to us from his word, exactly what you were saying, Selah. And then we enhance our relationships. I could take it a step further and say there's eternal reward for you, which there is. But let's just end it right there. See, God's plan is a plan of discipline for you. Discipline yourself on what God says about you, what God is saying to you through his word. This is going to open doors for some of you. This is going to also close some doors to the past that have been haunting some of you for years, maybe even all your lifetime. This may be the key to the breakthrough you've been looking for right here, right now. Get this, your words are like a sword. You get to choose. Am I going to be constructive or destructive? with that sword, with those words. How are you gonna do it? I think the best thing we can do right now is to go to God in prayer. I just want us to start off our prayer here and I'm gonna ask everyone just to look inside, just do self-examination. And where are you with God? Would you just lock yourself in with God right now? If you're not in a right relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask you right now just to make the decision that I'm not going any further until I confess my sins and I give my life to Christ. And if that's you at this moment, you're not in relationship with Jesus, would you do a favor for me? Would you lift your hand so that I can see it in this room? Because I want to pray for you. I'm not in right relationship with the Lord and I want to make that choice today. I want to make that choice right now to serve Jesus. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to pray these words with me. If you're watching online, I want you to pray them as well. In fact, congregation, will you pray these as an encouragement to those around you who may be giving their lives to Christ right now? Pray these words. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I ask you to come into my life. I make the choice today to give up my past. Embrace the future that you have for me. Thank you for washing me in your precious blood, I choose to serve you, Jesus, with all of my heart, with all of my mind, with all of my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. By praying that prayer, you are now in the family of God. You have victory. By praying that prayer, all the things that you've spoken in the past will none of it, none of it is held against you. Do you understand that? Yet at the same time, some of you, many of you, 
you find yourself caught in this rut of speaking these word curses over you because of what somebody else said. Most of it comes from what other people have said to you. And it's time to begin to break out of that. It's, and I want you to receive this prayer right now. I want you just to, would you just, uh, just receive this? I pray a prayer of blessing over you. Everyone who's listening and watching online, I'm praying this prayer of blessing over you. God, I pray for a release of your Holy Spirit into our hearts and lives of every person in this room. I pray, God, that, that there will be a breaking from the past. No longer are we going to be attached to those words and those curses that were spoken to us from another hurting person. Even when another hurting person who, who is locked into that quagmire of darkness tried to bring us down, Lord, we just saying we're not giving that any more attention. God, we just break that curse, break it. We break the past and its hold on us in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now I want you right now just to begin to pray for new discipline, new discipline to take the word of God, to take what God says about you, listen to him and allow that to begin to create a whole new character in your mind and emotions. Today's your turning point. You, you, you break the past, but you got to start pouring it in. I'm going to pray. Come on, pray right. Pray with me right now. God, give me discipline. God, give us discipline. God, I want discipline to, to be a person of the word who dives into the word, who loves the word and who, who, who uses the word to counteract the thoughts, the darkness, the the words that are spoken even in our minds and our hearts or things that come out of our mouths. God, we choose right now to be people of discipline who are going to move forward. God, we thank you that you've given us a bright future. God, we thank you, Lord, that we're no longer going to be cursing ourselves. We're no longer going to be cursing others. We're no longer going to be harming relationships. We're no longer going to be taking our lives in a wrong direction because, God, our minds are being reshaped. God, our minds are being renewed through the word of God and we are offsetting, we're displacing, we're pushing out all of those wrong thought patterns in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, Head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.